Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I have a saying in life, and that saying is that losers lose. Losers will always find a way to lose. And last night I couldn't sleep at night because we all witnessed one of the biggest losers in sports history find a new creative way to lose. And while I wasn't rooting for the Detroit Lions by any stretch, I couldn't sleep because it reminded me that that is the future of the New York Jets, the future of the New York Knicks, the future of the New York Mets. Oh, come on. That <laughs> will get close. We'll even think in the midst of that game, it's going to happen. See, Andy Chavez catch. And at the end of the day, you know that losers will lose. And last night in front of America, we saw our country's biggest loser remind us just who in the hell they are. They are losers. Just like the Jets are losers. Just like the Knicks and Nets are losers. Just like the Mets are losers. So you could save the tape from January 29th, 2024. When one of those teams gets close. And you think, this is it. Because you know there was a guy and gal in the city of Detroit thinking at 24-7, this is us. This is it. This is the moment. And then so many things that we will discuss on this show today occurred that sealed the fate of those losers. And I say that with compassion. I don't say that to be a douche. Like, I feel them because I am them. We are them. But last night, in front of millions and millions of people, just understand we all saw our future. Losers lose. Speaking of losers, your buddy Dan Campbell. What's up, Teak? Why am I friends with Jet fans? <laughs> I mean, seriously. And, and Nick fans oh, and Matt fans. No, We're all no, together. No, just right now, Jet fans. Okay. Why am I f- friends with Jet fans who see losing of another team as equivalent to their losses and their lives over the years, and that any future prospects of the Jets getting to a Super Bowl or winning a championship are clouded by the the ghost of all the losers that came before. Why? Did you watch last night? That's why. I did watch last night, but I think that, I mean, it's not loserish. It's just they lost because of math. Dan Campbell lost because of math, and I hate it for him because I want the NFL to go back to being old school. You got points, kick, take the damn points and kick field goals. But, I mean, the only way to break a loser mentality, 
a loser, self-fulfilling prophecy, Mm -hmm. a loser, I don't know, aura that hangs over you forever is to go win. I'm a loser. And the only way that happens if you don't think you're a loser. And so I I think the crazy thing about what you're saying, and again, from the outside, 30,000 feet, you're right. The loser always finds a way to lose. Yeah. Because that's what happens. That's what we do. But you can't think that way. And you can't believe that the teams are going to ever think the that way. The entire postseason, which I nailed, by the way. Congratulations to me. A Niners Chiefs Super Bowl. One thing I fell back on was the Buffalo Bills will lose. They are losers. The Detroit Lions will lose. They are losers. <laughs> and by the way, the Jets, the Knicks, the Nets, the Mets, they're not the only ones. Like, the Minnesota Vikings are losers. I'm a loser. The Atlanta Falcons sell those. They're losers. The Cleveland Indians, and I only call them that because that's when they had this. They're losers. Mm. See the way they lost two World Series in the last 35 years. So, losers lose. And it's scary. Because I just know deep down, Julius will be fine. The Knicks will make their run. And when they're good and ready, they will lose. But let's get down to the real math on this. You said math. Math is what costs Detroit. Mm-hmm. I want to make this very clear. There are a myriad of reasons why the Detroit Lions blew a 24-7 to game. But a lot of eyes are on you right now, Tiki, because you are Dan Campbell's biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. You are Dan Campbell's guy. And Dan Campbell is taking a lot of heat. Again, he's not the only reason they lost, but some of his decisions, and I actually made a list of five decisions that he made that were brain dead. Yep. But let's get to the one America's talking about. You're at your water cooler today. Maybe a little Taylor Swift. Did she say I love you to Travis Kelsey? A little bit of that. A little bit of this. A little bit of Mahomes. But a lot of... Don't you kick the field goal up 24-10 with a fourth and two from the 28? A little bit of, hey, when you're down three with seven minutes to go, do you kick a field goal with fourth and three from the 30? So I ask you, as Dan Campbell's biggest supporter, yes, did your boy F up? Well, he didn't because math tells him that he's right. The analytics tell you that you should do that. And it's like minuscule percentage points higher of success, meaning winning the game <laughs> if you go for it on both of those four, fourth downs. The first one, I think it was 90.5%. Think about that. Wait, so, so let explain this to me. So if they convert. If they convert. No, 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 no. Just going for it, not right. even converting. Right. If they go for it on fourth down, their chances of winning are 90.5%. Oh, my God. Which sounds amazing. <laughs> amazing. And so you go look at the little details, but when you kick the field goal, yeah. the chances of winning. It's not getting the first down. The chances of winning the game from that point. I mean, there's seven minutes left. They still have a lead. The chance of winning the game are 90.3%. So it's the same thing. It's tiny. It's minuscule. But the NFL has become obsessed with math. Mm-hmm. And look, I've known Dan Campbell for a really long time. Back to before the turn of the century, Dan Campbell and I were friends. And that Dan Campbell I knew was, at least he presented, because I know he's a smart guy despite how he presents, biting kneecaps and everything else. He was a P.E. major coach and P.E. major type of football, right? We're going to run through the wall. We're going to bite your kneecaps off. We're going to knock you unconscious. Maybe you got to knock ourselves out to do so, but we're going to get up. We're going to do it again. It was it was like basic football. All the hard-nosed, like, it's nonsense, but it's reality that we live by. Take the points when you can get the points. And Dan turned into a math guy. 
and the analytics tell you to go for it in those situations, both of them. The second one I don't have that much of a problem with, but to go for it in those situations, and he did, and it cost them. Now, the other things cost them more, yeah. but those are the ones that All we'll right, talk let's, about. Let's, Here's why I forgive him, though. You forgive him? Yes. This is why I forgive Go Dan ahead. Campbell. One, he's my friend. <laughs> but, 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 but two, yes. he's been doing this all year long. That is true. You can't just all of a sudden just say, well, you know, it worked. It worked in the divisional round. Uh, you know, it worked in the wild card round. Or not the, yeah, they played in the wild card round. It, it, no, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Who, no, San Francisco had the bye week. All right, it worked in the wild card round because they did it against Green Bay. They did it against Tampa. The Rams. Uh, no, the Rams. That's right. They did it. They do it all season long. They have done it they all season. They did it against the Cowboys. Not doing yeah. work, yeah. but it's his philosophy. Yeah. It's what he believes in. It's how he. It's how he wants to be aggressive, and he wants his guys to play that way. And if uh, their safety or cornerback doesn't let a ball hit him in the face mm-hmm. and pop up and get caught by Brandon Ayuk because a damn ladybug landed on his shoe before <laughs> the game started, <laughs> right? They probably win the game. Yeah. And so it's easy to criticize him, but math has taken over our sports. <laughs> Not just football. No, no, I guess all of them. Okay. I, first of all, there are many reasons the Detroit Lions prove to America they're losers. I wasn't one reason. <laughs> Josh Reynolds dropping a pass, yep. bad play call. There's a lot of things that led to this kind of collapse. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. But let's get to this kick a field goal, go for it thing. Let's attack this whole they've been doing it all year thing, which is true. The Detroit Lions go for it on fourth down more than any other team in the NFL. Since Dan Campbell has come into the league, they go for it on fourth down more than any other team in the NFL. That is true. It's 100%. I'm glad we put the facts out there. But in every situation, are they up by 14 with a chance to make the NFC Championship game a three-score game? Are they? No. Because the answer is no. A lot of the times they go for it on fourth down are situations where we would say, sure, go for it on fourth down. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Why not? Some of the situations are, it's borderline, but I get it. I'm sitting there 
Like, we're all sitting there, just a red-blooded American football fan. And I said to myself, if you go for it and you do the big hulking, let's step on their throats, you are presenting something that numbers do not count. You know what that is? What is that? Momentum. You have the chance to take that building, which sounded like Barkley Center for half the game. That's an insult. And you had a chance to bring it alive. You had a chance to take a championship caliber team and wake them up. Now, I get it. Michael Badgley lines up for a kick. Kick is blocked. The same thing could happen. Of course, Michael Badgley could miss a kick. I'll give you a little factoid. Michael Badgley didn't attempt any field goals of 40 yards or longer Mm -hmm. outside of a dome. Yeah. So I get it. There's a lot of risk involved. Yeah, and you know what else? 40-plus, 45-plus-yard field goals. You know what the success percentage is? 77%. 77%. 77. So you're going to compare 77% of making this and then giving them the football on the 40, whatever, 42 yard, 47, yard, no, 37 yard line versus, and momentum shifting as well, versus a 90% chance to win the game. That's where I'm talking about. I math, understand. Right? 90 and a half percent is greater than 77. Do you think Dan that, Campbell made the decision because no, of I math? think somebody is telling him to do it. I think someone is, and because they all have these guys. They all have someone sitting up there with a protractor and a calculator and everything else and talking about, well, the percentage will tell you this. So uh, just giving you the numbers, right? Like passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you the numbers. I'm not telling you to do it, but I'm just telling you the numbers, right? That's what that's what this league has turned into. And Dan has used it to an advantage, to a to a great um, a success rate. Why? Because he's got some good players. Like Jared Goff is a good player. Jamison Williams, despite dropping the pass, is a good player. Uh, uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, good player. Jameer Gibbs, good player. Like, good players who let them down in the moments that mattered the most no doubt. in this game. No doubt. I'll tell you another where, another area that to me was on coaching. Because it's not all on coaching as you just laid out, but I made a list of Dan Campbell F ups. <laughs> I did. Because, again, losers lose, but you try to figure out, well, what makes the loser lose? Sometimes bad decisions make the loser lose. And I thought maybe even worse than not kicking the field goal up 24-10, maybe worse than not kicking the field goal with a chance to tie it with seven minutes to go, was the play right before that. They had a third and four. And I thought Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson, I know he's the offensive coordinator, so I guess we can blame Ben Johnson, but I look at the head coach as the CEO, it's on him. They announced to the world they were going to go for it on fourth down. You want to know why? Because on third and four, they ran the ball. Of course. Except my issue was they ran the ball with Ross St. Brown. They didn't (laughs) run the ball with David Montgomery. That was too cute. They didn't run the ball with Jameer Gibbs. They got way too cute. They ran the ball with Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a hell of a player, but he's had 20 carries the entire season. He's had zero carries in the postseason. So instead of running the ball with the backs that were effective in this game, Losers lose. They do things that don't make sense. They do things that give you that better chance to fulfill the prophecy of being a loser. So on fourth and four, you run the ball with Ross St. Brown, and then you're like, all right, we're going for it. And we know that didn't work. Losers put themselves in a position to lose. And I love biting kneecaps. Well, no, no, I don't love biting kneecaps. I love that he said, let's bite some kneecaps. Let's be tough. Let's be rugged. But those decisions sucked, bro. And those decisions are why we sit here today looking at the city of Detroit saying, how are we going to F this up? What's Tom Thibodeau going to do in the fourth quarter of a game against the Celtics in game six of the Eastern Conference Finals? What is Carlos Mendoza going to do in game seven of the NLCS? 
What's he going to do that's going to draw up another example of losing in this town? Because I just saw what Detroit did, and you can't defend those. That makes no sense. You're handing the ball to Armand Ross St. Brown well, they, on a third and four? Okay, they had a, one earlier in the game where they handed it to Jamison Williams, and he went 42 yards for a touchdown. That wasn't right before a fourth down play where oh, you're putting your season on the line. I, I understand it. You just need half of it. That's what they tell you. when You're going to go for it on third down. If it's third and eight, and you're going to go for it, just give me half. Just give me – and he got half. Was it a right play? No, I don't believe so because I think that David Montgomery was was beasting everybody out there. He would have 90, almost 100 yards rushing. Hand him the football. Yes. Hand the running back the football. Don't get cute with it. But that's what co- offensive coordinators who are pining to be head coaches, and he's likely to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ben Johnson we're talking about. That's what they like to do. They like to be cute because it makes them look good. Can you believe that call in the NFC Championship game? Yeah, I do believe it. It sucked. But still, that's what they do. And so – to me, it still came down to making the play. Yeah. And Jared Goff got pressure. He was terrible under pressure. If there was one Achilles heels to Jared Goff, who had an unbelievable season this year, 4,500 so yards of passing and touchdowns and interception ratio that was fantastic, he cannot throw the ball when pressured. He was 0 for 8 when pressured in this mm-hmm. game. So if you're the 49ers – even without knowing what the hell's route is being run or what defense you want to combine with it, just get pressure on the dude. No, he you know, was something bad's going to happen. He was pressured on the play where Josh Reynolds dropped it on fourth down. I know that's what I mean. And Josh, but Josh should have made the play. Of course, it doesn't matter. But it wasn't a perfect throw. It was a little bit dicey. He should have caught it. Yeah, but I, I don't know. He's just the numbers will won't don't lie to you in that in that situation. When he's pressured, there's no chance he's completing a ball. Mm. Are you going to text Dan Campbell today? I am. Oh, boy, that's a tough spot. What do you say to him? Like, hey, how's it going? I'm proud of you, brother. You'll oh, get back. Oh, you're going to go with the I'm proud angle? Yes. I would just type two words. Math sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you should write that to see what he says. I'll write that, and then I'll, I'll write what I'm going to say, and then I'll write, oh, and math sucks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm stereotyping when I say this, because you know Dan Campbell. Yeah. All right? You, Sean, as a Giant fan, remember Dan Campbell as a lovable player. And so I stereotype when I say, Dan Campbell didn't make those decisions because of math. I think he made those decisions because he had the attitude of, I'm going to step on there. And he's done it all year. And he's been doing it all year. But that's where he's got to learn. This is a big pivotal point now for him to learn. Because fourth fourth quarter versus the Vikings in November ain't the same as the NFC Championship game versus a Niner team where math should come into how many possessions left do the 49ers have to score (laughs) because I need to go up three at this point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Now, the 49ers felt unstoppable from that point on because they dominated. Like Evan said, momentum changed. It's all about momentum. It felt that way because, look, the Niners got the ball to start the second half. They have a nice, cute little drive. They kick a field goal. You know, that that was the momentum they had. And now if you're Detroit, you're in field goal territory. You have a chance to just cancel out what they did to open up the second half. And now there's seven minutes to go in the third quarter, and it's a three-possession game. And you could feel it. We all felt it. We're all watching on TV. We all felt that when Josh Reynolds dropped that football and Dan Campbell made that decision, we all had the same feeling in our stomach. Uh-oh. Yeah. Like, that was the literal feeling America had. And obviously, depending on your betting habits and maybe your fandom interests, maybe it was a good uh uh-oh, maybe it was a bad uh uh-oh. Yeah, but I had an uh uh-oh of uh uh-oh. I I can see this happening to me in six months. another Dan Campbell rabbit hole. But I also feel like 
I also feel like experience matters and knowing the pressure of the moment matters. And because the Lions have been losers, even though last year they were pretty good despite missing the playoffs, they are losers. They didn't have the guys in those moments to make those plays. Mm. They just didn't. And that, and it showed, right? You see, uh, what was his name? Valdor. Like, that's that how... That's a prayer. Yes. That's a prayer shot by Brock Purdy. It's one of the it was a terrible throw. He overthrew right. it by eight yards. Or and Valdor tips it up to make it catchable. Right. No, no, he, he missed his hand. It missed his hands. Right. It literally went through his hands, hit his face mask, and went up in the air and allowed Brandon Ayuk to catch it. Right? If you know in those moments, this is my moment. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what else you do for the rest of the game. This is my moment to affect this game. I need to make a play. His brain couldn't slow down, right? And it didn't. And it's because he hasn't been in that situation before. And I know what went through your head when that play happened. It's the same thought that went through my head. Losers lose. <laughs> Sometimes it's not even your fault. That's right. Ken is in Brooklyn. How are you, Ken? What's up, Ken? Yeah, you got me? Yeah, what's up? Uh, yeah, so I just want to chime in on the losers lose mentality. Yeah. Philosophy. Yeah. So uh, I'm a Red Sox fan. Uh, I was like seven years old in 1978. Mm-hmm. I remember it well. And I was totally on Evan's page of the idea that like my team, you know, by the time the 90s rolled around, I went to, what was it, 93? Yeah. Yeah. 86 years it took you to finally win a World Series. Mm-hmm. Right. So, But I went to game seven where Boone hit the, the long shot. Yes. And the next year I was invited to game six. The Yankees were up 3 nothing, as we all know. Yep. Sox won. We won again. Game six. Kind of sounds exciting. I got invited to the game. And I was like, so I live in New York. It was kind of cold. It was drizzly. And I was like, I don't <laughs> want to go to the game. Like, I had no. Because game. in the back of your mind, you knew. Losers lose. We're just going to find a way. Correct. Although, obviously, they did find a way. And not only was it that year, it was sustainable for a dime. But Ken, 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 you're right. The Boston Red Sox changed that. Yes. The Kansas City Chiefs changed that. It can be changed, but you know what happens when a losery franchise changes their history like that? And it happens every single time. They do it in an epic way. Mm. It's not easy. They have to do it in the most epic way possible because the two examples that always jump out, I'll give you a third one too, of losers finding a way to avoid their losing would be the Boston Red Sox, Mm -hmm. the Chicago Cubs, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay? Yeah. Think about how all three teams ended that cycle. The Red Sox came back from 3-0 down against their archest of nemesises. The Cubs had to win the seventh game of a World Series after being down 3-1 to another cursed franchise in a rain delay extra inning game seven. And then Cleveland had to come back after one guy decides to kick another guy in the nuts. <laughs> and they come back from 3-1 down. Oh, yeah. Like, it takes... The exercising of demons times ten. By the way, to break that cycle. And you're forgetting the Super Bowl four years ago when the Kansas City Chiefs did it against the 49ers. Yes, they were down ten. Yes, in the second half, they, they had were to down be epic. 10. Correct. They had, they had to be epic. Correct. And Pat Mahomes and his first. Did he win the MVP that year? No, that was, was that 20- of the Super Bowl the season. The season. He won it of the Super Bowl. I can't remember if he won the twenty. No, Lamar MVP. won it that year. No, Lamar won 19. Yeah, 19. Is yeah, that what you just it. said? 2020 was the year the Bucks won. The January. You're thinking the year the, Super Bowl. the Chiefs oh, won it, the Super Bowl was right. Lamar. Go ahead. Right, right. So, yeah. anyway, so, yes, you're right. But they won that game yep. down 20. That's what it I'm was saying. epic. 
That, that, it was epic. That's my point. It has to be epic. But more times than not, whether you're the Knicks or you're the Jets or you're the Cleveland Browns or you're the Cleveland Indians Guardians, you actually don't get to change that. <laughs> like, yeah, we have our exceptions, but for the most part, it doesn't change. Losers just lose. And I feel like I want to give the city of Detroit a hug. I don't say this to mock them or troll them. I feel for them. We all should feel for them. Even though I'm kind of glad they didn't win because I'd be very, very jealous. <laughs> but this is what losers do. We'll come right back with more of your calls. Plus, I think I have the perfect comparison to defend Dan Campbell with. The perfect cross-sports comparison to defend Dan Campbell's undefensible decisions from yesterday's game. Toll-free number 877-337-6666. Plus, a lot to get to. An update on Julius Randle and the Kansas City Chiefs do it to America again. We'll get to your calls in a second. Obviously, the world is talking about the Detroit Lions collapsing under the pressure of 50 million people watching and reminding us that there are certain franchises that are just put on this earth to lose. Losers lose. But I love doing cross-sport comparisons, and the reason I love doing it is there are a lot of people who listen to this station, to our show, and listen to Sports Talk Radio who, ah, I'm just really a football fan, that's it. Ah, I'm just really a baseball fan, that's it. Ah, I'm just really a basketball fan, and then they tolerate the other stuff that we talk about throughout <laughs> the year. So what I love about cross-sports comparisons is that it can help explain to one of those few people who are listening, hey, this is what this is like. And for those that just love all sports, you'll fully understand it. So later on, I have another cross-sports comparison involving the Ravens-Chiefs game, but that will be a cross-sport from football to basketball. This one is football to baseball. Are you ready? Yes. 2020 World Series. The Los Angeles Dodgers took on the Tampa Bay Rays, and nobody watched it. But you know this happened. In Game 6 of the World Series, Kevin Cash took out Blake Snell with a one nothing lead and a very low pitch count in the sixth inning. And America went nuts. Even if they didn't watch that game, America went nuts. What is he doing? This is wrong with baseball. Analytics. Yep. Sound familiar? And the excuse that was... the only thing I remember from that series. So you do remember it, see? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) And you know what's funny? You probably didn't even watch the World Series that year, right? Well, I mean, I watched some of it. That's the only thing I remember from any of those games. It is the most memorable thing from that World Series, that a decision was made that, according to most, was simply based on analytics, and that if it was 10, 20, 30 years ago, it would never have happened. Obviously, Snell comes out. I think the reliever was Nick Anderson. He gives up a run. Dodgers win 3-1. to They win the World Series. Blah, blah, blah. The excuse given in defending Tampa Bay was the exact same excuse that you used and I seconded Mm -hmm. about Dan Campbell. You said, but Evan, Dan Campbell's done this all year. Yep. Well, the excuse for Kevin Cash was, but he did this all year. Not just that year, which was a shorter year, but the year before. He would take his pitchers out, third time around the order. That's just baseball. Hell, That's he, what the numbers they, say. They were bullpenning. They were bullpenning, <laughs> right. They invented it, basically. And so half people, half of the people would say, oh, I get it. It's what he does. I hate it, but it's what he does. And then the other half would say, screw that. It's a dumb decision. And that's exactly what happened with Dan Campbell last night in the NFC Championship game. There is no denying. He made a decision he made all year. The numbers back it up. They went for it on fourth down. It was actually the second most in the NFL this year. The only team that went for it more was Carolina, but we disqualify them because Mm -hmm. they lost 15 games. Yeah, and they had to go for it on fourth down because they suck so much. They were behind every single 
basically every quarter that Correct. they played. Correct. <laughs> but since Dan Campbell came into the league, it isn't even close. Okay? The Lions have gone for it on fourth down 124 times since he's come into the league. The second most amount of times is 109. That's not even close. <laughs> so Dan Campbell did what he's always done. Kevin Cash did what he always did. But the reality is sometimes what you always do in the biggest moment of all isn't the right thing to do. No. In that moment, Kevin Cash effed up by taking his best pitcher out. And in this moment, Dan Campbell effed up by not trying to make it a three-score game. I don't care what you did in the middle of September. And to Kevin Cash, I don't care what you did in the middle of a pandemic in late August. It's not the same. Game six of the World Series isn't the same as game 40 of a regular season in baseball, just like the NFC Championship game with seven minutes to go in the third quarter is not the same scenario as week seven against the Vikings. Perfect comparison, right? Yeah, perfect. You know who was third on that list? On what list? The fourth down. Ah. Oh, uh, the Niners. The New York Giants. Oh, the New York Giants. Oh, does that make you feel better? No, not at all. <laughs> I think that was just a lot of trailing in games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get to your calls. 877-337-6666. Jason's in Yorktown. Good afternoon, Jason. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Appreciate your show. You brought me back to the fan. Thank Appreciate you, it. What's up? Um, so, it drives me nuts with this analytics stuff. I love math, Tiki. I'm like you. I like the way it gets applied. Right. I just feel like so many times these things get applied like in a vacuum without, like, considering all the things that go into coming up with the analytics. Like, would the odds of them winning the game, getting the fourth and two, roughly the same as if they had kicked the field goal? And if so, wasn't it more likely they would kick the field goal and make it than get the fourth and two? Like, it just feels like sometimes these numbers are like, well, you know, if you win the game, if you get the fourth and two, it's 90.5%, but it's only like 90% if you kick the field goal. Well, don't you go with the option that's got the higher chance of success well, instead of... Yeah, well, I looked at this because the 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 chances of winning by going for it were, I want to say it was like 80-something percent. Like, if, 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 you, if you are successful. So forget the go for it metric, because that one we talked about was about the same, 90 and a half to 90.3. But let's just say getting the fourth down versus kick connecting the field goal. The chances of winning were, it's almost the same. It was like three percentage points different. Mm. 80-something percent to 79-point-something percent. And so math lies to you because it doesn't account for the downside, right? And the downside can't be calculated because we don't know what's happening to the other team, right? We're talking about momentum. We're talking about how many points they've scored in the last, say, I don't, I don't know, three drives, things like that that actually matter in football aren't accounted for in the analytics of, of whether or not to go for it on fourth down or kick a field goal or punt or whatever the scenario may be. So the math is great, but as I've always said with statistics, it's lies, damn lies, and statistics. They will lie to you. Bold face, they will lie to you, and you'll believe it. Yes. You'll believe it. You'll say, this gives us the best chance, when in actuality, it doesn't, because there's a physicality. There's like an emotional side of the game that can't be neutered by math, well, and, here's, and that's what's happening. Here's my question for you, because I feel this way as a fan. You experienced it. You've been in these loud buildings. Mm -hmm. I feel like the louder a building gets sometimes can actually help a team out. I could kind of build towards mm -hmm. momentum. No doubt. When you fail on fourth and two from the 28-yard line, that stadium gets loud. That stadium gets hope. And I wonder, I just wonder if 
the Brandon Ayuk miracle play and then the third and goal conversion mm-hmm. of Brandon Ayuk, I wonder if the loudness of that crowd, if the Lion players almost feeling like the uh oh, <laughs> like if all of that, which cannot be calculated in numbers, no. if that contributes to San Francisco taking advantage of the failure on fourth and two, which is what they did, and that's what led this whole thing to really begin. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because we talk about like things that you can measure. You can measure the decibels in a stadium, mm-hmm. and now it's an outdoor stadium, so it's probably not going to be overly impressive. Even though what was Century League, what's it called now, Lumen? Lumen Field, where the Seattle, where the Seahawks play. I still call it Quest. Right? It used to be Century. It was Quest, Century Link, and now it's Lumen. Yes. Right. So you can measure it in Lumen because the way that they designed it, the sound comes down. So, but outdoor stadiums, you really can't measure it. But the one thing you can measure is the energy that results from the noise. Yeah. And that that was clear. That's that's the home field advantage that everyone talks about. That's why better uh, uh, sports books will often, you know, cheat the home team a couple of points. It's simply because of those things. It exists. It does exist. Sonny is in Malvern. Good afternoon, Sonny. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, Evan, hardly hardly ever agree with you, but I have to agree with you on all fronts. First of all, the losing. <laughs> uh, losers always lose. And Tiggy, I'm sorry. I have to agree, yeah. disagree with you 100%. Uh, losers always lose. Uh, Evan, you're 100% right. Listen, I'm not a gambling guy, but this weekend, for example, Anybody that came up to me and said, who do you have in these games? And I'm not a gambler. Kansas City game, for example. Even though Baltimore is not a losing organization, Lamar Jackson is not a winning playoff quarterback. So you go with the winning quarterback and the winning organization, which is Kansas City. The second game, of course, you go with the 49ers. And the Campbell situation, guys, listen, they had all the momentum. Just because, Tiki, this is where I disagree with you again, just because he did it all year long doesn't mean you do it in the championship game with a chance to go with no, the No, again, I agree. Hey, Sonny, I agree with that. I'm just explaining to you why he did it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking the, uh, the, the stance that Dan was right. I'm just explaining to you why he did it. Yeah. Because it's just a philosophy that he espoused all season long, and for the most part it worked. For him and it worked because he had baller players. They had a great offensive line that protected Jared Goff. But as soon as you get pressure on Jared Goff, the results are the same. And it's been that way almost his entire career. He's he's less effective under pressure because he's not he's not like Pat Mahomes. Right. He's not running to his right and throwing a dime forty yards downfield. He can't do it. In fact, you saw it on the second fourth down that they went for. That ball was eight yards short and hit the ground in the middle of nowhere. So, like, you know that once you put get him moving, play's dead. Isn't that why analytics are inherently flawed, though? Yes. Because that number, it's 76% when you get it. That's the number for treating all 32 starting quarterbacks like the same. They're the same. Every opponent like it's the same. That's exactly right. there, There needs to be analytics. What does it say about Jared Goff's skill set and ability versus pressure versus the 49ers? Yes. That's fine. There's no way to minimize the analytics and get it down there. So when you're treating everything like it's all broad the same, inherently you're going to make mistakes listening to the numbers. Mm. It's amazing. Dan Campbell is Kevin Cash. They're the same. And I'll tell you why I would warn Dan Campbell about this, and Dan Campbell knows this, because I watched his post-game press conference. And he said something that is so powerful and so true, and it's the rightest thing he's ever said, and I know it from experience, and Kevin Cash knows it from experience. Because there's a little quick story about the Tampa Bay Rays. How many World Series have they gone to since 2020? Mm-hmm. The answer is zero. 
They've had some really good teams, but the answer is zero. This is what Dan Campbell said about just simply getting back to the same position they were in yesterday. This may have been always shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. He's right. He's 100% right. Now, sometimes you can get back. Like, I, the Jets got back. They lost to the Colts in 09 and somehow got back in 10. But I knew when they lost that day in 10, when I walked out of Heinz Field, I knew we ain't getting back. Like, that's your moment. That's your shot. And so I had a weird exchange with a buddy of mine, my good friend Patrick, who's a diehard Lion fan. He said something, and I didn't want to disagree with him because yeah. you know why? He's a diehard Lion fan. This is his time. He said, we're in this game with house money. And I mm. wouldn't even write back to him because I was like, no, you're not. Mm. And I don't want to tell him that because I don't want to tell him, yeah, you'll lose this one. You'll regret this for the rest of your life. But that's the truth well, well, because it's not house money because you have no idea if you're going to get back. And Dan knows it. He said it in that tone. Well, Dan knows it because he was on the 2000 Super Bowl team that I was on. You know and it. We didn't. You didn't get back. And I remember immediately after that game thinking exactly what Dan just said. Man, it was a hike to get here. It was so many ups and downs of that season. Hell, Coach Fossil almost got fired midseason until he pushed his chips into the center of the table, which catalyzed us. It changed us and made us into a contender. We never even got close. And two years later, he was three years later, he was fired. Yeah. And so getting there is is it's a it's a it's a grind. And especially after you've been there, everybody knows it. There's very few teams like the Kansas City Chiefs who feel the grind, feel the the turnover that happens on your roster, but still have the X factor and Pat Mahomes, who, regardless of the talent around him, can find a way to win football games. With that, though, Campbell, great quote, all of that, doesn't that make what he did yesterday worse? If he is that self-aware that he put no, I the think careers I, those 53 guys trying to get to a Super Bowl no, I think and it, made that I think many ex- mistakes? I think it explains. It explains it. I agree with Tiki. I think it explains oh. it. It doesn't It doesn't make it but worse. It explains a, it. But he's not a dumb football man. He's got instinct and everything like that. To know how hard it is to get back and to know that you could kick but he's up not the thinking of, But he's not thinking about the get back. He's thinking about win right now. I know what can that, I do to win but, right now? But at least it tells me he should be more aware than just to be succumbed to the numbers. No, yeah. but I, I took it the I took it the way you took it, Tiki, where that's him saying, I gotta go for it, man. Right. I gotta have stones. Right. I can't regret anything. I gotta go balls to the wall. That's why I actually and there's no way to prove this, because it is it wouldn't even be proven by Dan's comments. You gotta go into his brain. You gotta go to a place where he has to really get the truth serum. And that is did Dan Campbell make those decisions to go for it on fourth down based on analytics, or did he make it based on having giant stones? And I kind of lean towards the stones. Like, I admit it's a stereotype about him, the bite the ankles, we're always going to keep fighting. Yeah, but it's the stereotype because it's true, Evan. But, but then it's not analytics. Then it wasn't 92% no, again, versus 90%. I don't think it's analytics either. But I do think he's informed about the analytics. Right. And so if the analytics, had, if they had said... Dan, you're lessening our percentage of winning by 20% by go, for going for it. I think he kicks a field goal. But I know how this works because I've, I've heard it. We've talked to coaches about this in our production meetings. Who Who's your guy upstairs? And they tell us the name, analytics dude. And we're like, how do, what, is, what happens there? They, they just give you the numbers. Give me the numbers. They're not saying they're not right. they're not suggesting, they're not saying do or don't. They're just giving you the numbers. And so as a coach, you hear those numbers, you digest them. 
90 and a half, 90. Okay, so I, I want to go for it now. It's about the same. Let's go for it. Right. And that's that's how it works. There's not enough time to do anything else. I got you. So I, I think your instincts are right, that it's just core to who he is. Let's go to Carlos and Harrison. How are you, Carlos? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? You guys are awesome, by the way. The Appreciate it. Thank you, dude. For a long time. Uh, so the, I, I was watching a game with a friend that's a, a Niner fan, and uh, I really don't have any uh, – any, uh, you know, horseness, you know, in that game. Dog in the fight, as they say. <laughs> yeah, but I'm watching it, and the the place where I felt like he should have gone for it was just before the half. Probably would have gotten a touchdown, put the game away. Yeah, but and he then, went to the field this, goal there, right? So then, so then when he goes for this, I'm like, I'm saying you got to go for the field goal, and he was about to go for the for the for the touchdown before the half, and then he changed his mind. He it almost looked like. You know what? Let me make the right decision, and he did. And then all of a sudden, when instead of going up by three, he changed his mind. Right, that's a that's a really good question. Is there right. inconsistencies? Just to set up the spot, you're talking about a fourth and goal from the three. Yeah, you have one timeout just in case. Actually, you're not going to need the timeout right. because it's really one play. You're not getting a first down, barring there's a penalty. And if there's a penalty, you don't need the timeout. So fourth and three, ten seconds to go. Fourth and goal from the three. He kicks the chip shot field goal with Badgley up 21-7 instead of going for the touchdown. Is that inconsistent now, with what well, he did in the second half? I don't, I don't think so because I think in the second half, that field goal is long. I mean, it's a 48-yard field goal, mm-hmm. which is not guaranteed. And yeah, the, the number is 77% on average in the, in the league. Badgley hadn't taken any of them. So you're going to put a guy out there who hasn't kicked one at all this season. By the way, he's only kicked in, what, five games or whatever it is, six games? Yep. Right, he hasn't done it all season long, and the chances of him making it are trending towards less than 70%. Right, so I, I think that makes you feel like I have, to, I have to go for it at this point. The chip shot is easy, right? The chip shot is something that's, that's, just, that's an extra point. Mm. So that I think it's it was more guaranteed points. I think the first fourth down that he didn't get, that wasn't guaranteed points. So it may, we, we say it's guaranteed points, but we just assume that a 48, almost 50-yard field goal, is is, is they're going to make it 100% of the time. It's That's because we were so spoiled by watching Greg Zerline for the last year. May, maybe. And and a healthy Graham Gano before he got hurt. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> if you believe that your kicker is going to make it all the time, you know what? You kick a 48-yard field goal. If you if this was the Ravens, mm. Justin Tucker's landing back there, <laughs> okay, 56? All right, no problem. We got Line him up. Yeah. Line him up. Where he's going to knock him down. You know it. But I don't think Dan Campbell had the, the faith. Steve is in Long Island. How are you, Steve? Great, guys. So one of the things that you haven't talked about, and Evan, I think you'd love this thought process. Go ahead. The third down, the third down running play uh, on the goal line oh. with one minute left in the game. Yes. yes. But, yes. but <laughs> they use – here's the point I want to make. They used a timeout in panic there before fourth down. They could have saved clock by just running the fourth down quickly, and then they would have had three timeouts and wouldn't have had to have an onside Steve, kick. Steve, they could have actually Steve, gotten you the ball are, back with 30 seconds left. You are so spot on. So spot on. So I said this earlier in the show, if you're just tuning in. I wrote down a list of Dan Campbell F-ups. I have it written down right here. I labeled it Dan Campbell F-ups. And I ranked them 
one through five. Kind of like a Cinco de Fibo. Number five. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we could do like a Cinco de Fo, if you will. But I'll save you the time. Let's just skip to number one. Play number one. Number one. Once you use the timeout that Dan Campbell used with one minute to go in the game, down two scores, the game is over. <laughs> you needed to score, whether it was a touchdown or a field goal, you needed to score quickly and have, quickly right. and have all three timeouts. Because if you have all three timeouts, you can get the ball back. Once you use a timeout with less than a minute and a half to go, and in this case it was with exactly one minute to go, you're forcing yourself to have to run an onside kick, Mm -hmm. which is as effective as me asking girls out in high school. (laughs) Like, you're not getting it. No. So, How How many were gotten this year? See if you can find it real quick. Girls in high school? <laughs> I'm a loser. By Evan? I hope none. By the way, <laughs> well, when I was in high school, I know, I sicko. Know. I think the answer is uh, it's one or two the entire it's, season. It's something's minuscule. So, Dan Campbell or Ben Johnson, I mean, I get it. He's the OC. But Dan Campbell's the head honcho. He's the COO. Right. When you have a third and goal from the two-yard line and you cannot use a timeout, mistake number one is you can't run the football. Nope. I love David Montgomery. You can't run the football. Right. Touchdown or out of bounds. That's it. Touchdown or out of bounds. And once you run the football, which is a bad decision, you can't use a timeout. You have to run at the line of scrimmage, and I know it's fourth down, your game's on the line, but guess what? Once you use the timeout, the game's over anyway. Yeah. So the other things are debatable. Like, we could have a nice debate about what I just said is not debatable, hence why it was the biggest F-up of the game. I think it's forgotten about because – At that moment, you're thinking, ah, it's over. The odds of coming back anyway are low. But you've eliminated any shot, Teak, once he uses that timeout. No, you're right. Because there's not a – it's time. Time is now not on your side. You can steal time when you have timeouts. But without them, the the clock's just going to run out. And we saw it. Mm. They took a knee on fourth down. Right, so it, time was not on your side any longer. And that, to me, is the moment at the end that we didn't know it was going to be there where I think giving Dan Campbell a pass on, he did that all year, the math goes out the window. It was so evident with that play at the end that it's more than just him following math on the other plays. He was lost in that moment with some decisions because no math tells you not to keep three timeouts there. It's it's insane. It was a, It was a bad decision. Well, here's the thing. This is why we, we've had this conversation. We were actually having it in, in back in your office, Evan, before the show. Were we? About, not I thought we were one. breaking down the Royal Rumble. I'm, I'm going somewhere else. Oh, sorry. How, how could Andy Reid ever become the greatest coach of all time? Oh, yeah, yeah. We did right? have that discussion. And, and we'll, yeah. get to, we'll get to the Chiefs in a minute in the, in the Ravens game. But one of the things that we talked about was winning, yeah. right, and, and getting Super Bowls. And he's just not going to play. He's not going to coach long enough to match Belichick. But the other thing that I don't – I mean, I guess because Pat Mahomes is there, it gives them this X factor. But what makes Bill Belichick great is his teaching and preparedness and situational football, right? What to do in that most critical of moments in a game. And you never know what's going to happen, right? But you, you better be ready for it. You better have practiced it. It was clear that the Lions hadn't practiced that specific moment, mm. and they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to get the play on. Ben Johnson didn't have his process, because when I talk about process, what am I doing in this specific situation? He didn't have his process, and it forced him to use the timeout. Situational football wins and loses football games, and the Lions just aren't there yet. Very good season. I'm not saying it's house money like your friend, but very good season, but the situational side of it, 
That's what wins and loses when you get to this stakes of games. And Bill Belichick has proved that for two decades. More of your calls on the hot-button issue amongst NFL fans. How badly did Dan Campbell F this up? 877-337-6666. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.